Material in this program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. None of the information contained in this broadcast is intended by the host to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVestor Pro is for customer service only and is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Ng Associates, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house and giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro with over 20 years' experience providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis. I'm also a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro, also have an MBA in finance, and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 20 years. We're excited to have you listen to us today on our weekly show here after six years as our yeah, six-year anniversary. That's right. Of doing the show, so you know, welcome. You know, we're starting our seventh year here, John. It's pretty amazing. It's been a good, been a good six years. We've covered a lot of topics over those six years. We have covered a lot of topics, and you know, speaking of which, I mean, our podcasts are up every week mm-hmm. um, on Friday afternoons, and you can listen to our old podcast too. A lot of them yes. are, are up on. Uh, iTunes and MoneyMD.net, right? Yeah, that's right. You go to the website, and there's a little radio button on the right-hand side, and you can click that button, and it'll take you to another website, but that's where the podcasts are, are hosted, and uh, we have it categorized by different topics, and uh, pretty easy to listen. You know, um, if you're uh, out there playing golf or whatever, you probably don't listen to podcasts playing golf, do you? That would be distracting. Uh, no, that's a little distracting. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe a little music occasionally. Yeah, yeah Ma- maybe that. in between the uh, football games out there. That's know. right. Uh, Speaking of football games. I think the season's over with. Uh, no, no, we got one more game <laughs> left, John. One more game left. The that's NFL right. playoffs are coming up. One or? of the South Carolina teams. Uh-huh. Are still playing yeah, football. I'll, I'll have That's to give right. you Clemson's due. They have played fantastic. What a impressive it, win over Ohio State. Yeah, that was that, that was, was pretty amazing. amazing. I mean, it's been a Cinderella season for us, you know. And last year, I mean, we had a shot at it. I, I, it's hard to believe that we got yeah. a second chance at this. Do you have a prediction? I, you know, no, I'm not going to predict. I, I, I will. Not. I, I think Clemson's going to pull off you the think upset. Pull it I, off. I really do. I think um, it's everything's just kind of lining up with Kiffin out. Um, I'm going to say Clemson 28, uh, Alabama 24. Wow. Yeah, that's, my, that's, that's a bold prediction. I, I like that prediction. Yeah, I, I bet you do. I bet I'll you do. That's coming from yeah. a Carolina fan here. I, I'd so. take it by one point. You know, <laughs> I bet you just, would. If we could just kick a field goal at the end, last second, yeah. beat them, you know, anything to beat Alabama. It should be a good game. It should be a great game. It really should. So hopefully, hopefully Clemson will show up in yeah. the same form they were last week. And I think if they do, they have a great chance. I, I do too. But we have other predictions for 2017, right? We do. We have a great show lineup today. Um, We got the 10 predictions for 2017 from Kiplinger's. And, uh, you know, these are pretty interesting. There's a lot happening this year. You know, with the election, the new administration. Mm -hmm. Taxes. uh, There are going to be a lot of changes. I don't think anybody can deny that. And it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. But Kiplinger's, they looked in their crystal ball here, and mm-hmm. they, they think they have it all figured out. So we're going to share that with everybody. <laughs> They'll be wrong on more than half, I bet. Uh, at least. At least. <laughs> and we're going to follow that up with an article from uh, the, the Ramsey organization talking about retirement resolutions and just kind of, you know, this is a good time of the year to, to kind of look back at your progress from 2016 and then then dream a little bit. Look ahead and see what your retirement is, is looking like and making some changes and some tweaks to that to make sure you're on track. So we're going to look at the retirement resolutions that you should be looking at for uh, 2017. Yeah, that's good. It's time to make those resolutions in it for the new year. Yes, it is. 
But we're going to start off here with the financial fact of the week. Yeah, this is um, about the stock market. Um, markets had a good year, Steve. You know, the S&P 500 index was was up, uh, you know, a little, little shy of 12 percent, um, but close to 12 percent. Yep, very, very good. Um, and uh, but the interesting fact here is that half of that was made since the election, about half of it. So in about a month and a half, um, that uh, index was up about 6 percent. So the the takeaway is is don't try to time the market. I mean, if you remember the the futures on the night of the election were down seven eight hundred points, and that's right. And then from that point forward, it took off, it and no around. one no one predicted that if Trump won. First of all, no one was predicting Trump was going to win. Yeah, that's right. And the ones that said if Trump d- does win, it's not going to be good for the stock market. Well, no one knows that. No one knows, doesn't <clears> it? It's amazing how it all turns out. But yeah, the market really did take off in the past couple months, and. Um, it changes fast. I mean, it just goes to show you that you simply have to stay invested and not try to time it because no one knows. It, it will change on a dime, and it will move very fast. Yep. So, uh, you know, I remember, you know, 2009 when everybody predicted things were going to continue and, you know, it was just going to drop to the floor, and things turned on March the 10th. Mm-hmm. And it took off and made a major recovery by the end of the year. Yeah, I think it was down. The markets were down maybe twenty to twenty-five percent at that point, and they ended up positive by by like you know thirty percent in the last. That's know, right. Part of the, the for year. the for the year. That yes. was for the year. That was the bottom of the bear mm-hmm. market. The market was down fifty-eight percent at that point. Yeah, it made a lot of that back. Yeah, just you just can't predict it. Just six, don't try to six, time eight it. months. That's right. So don't try to time it. All right, but speaking of predictions, um, we have the predictions, the 10 predictions for 2017 from Kiplinger's. Uh, Yeah, they do their annual outlook, and they kind of reveal things from the economy to politics and tax reform and energy prices and stock market and all that sort of stuff, and they got it right here, so we're going to talk about it here. Um, You know, they make some very specific predictions here, and all we know for certain is they're going to be wrong about a lot of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very wrong about a lot of this. Um, So please don't read anything into this and make any rash decisions. But uh, it's always interesting, though, to to read the predictions and see what people think out there. And so we'll jump right into this. Their Their first prediction here is the economy will be on even better, sounder footing in the coming year. Um paced by a healthy wage job gains that are fueling uh, relatively strong housing activity as well as retail sales, including cars and trucks. Um, they're predicting GDP growth will be about 2.1% this year versus 1.6% for uh, 2016. And they, they are predicting wages will rise about 3% on average from the 2.5% they rose last year as the labor market continues to mature and mm-hmm. tighten. Um, and all that sounds pretty reasonable. Yeah, that doesn't me. sound out of... That's not kind of out of bounds. Yeah. Um, I think it, everybody kind of agrees that it's going to pick up a little bit, continue to pick up. Overall, they say inflation will pick up to about 2.5% rate from 2% in 2016, um, largely because of rising gas prices. And the core rate, which excludes food and energy, will edge up about to, to about 2.3% just a tenth of a point higher than where it was last year. Again, those aren't aren't major predictions. Um, so they look for three interest rate climbs in 2017, with the Federal Reserve poised to hike them um, about twice or three times 
uh, spaced out throughout the year. The Fed funds rate they predict will be about 1.1% by year end, so about a half percent higher where it is now. And the the prime rate at 4.25% from 3.75% where it is now. Um, and they're saying 10-year treasuries will yield about 3% versus 2.6%. So they're, they're predicting about a half percent increase across mm-hmm. the board mm-hmm. in interest rates. Yeah, um, and that's, that's not a wild and crazy no, thought either. It, again, it's probably gonna I, raise. I think the Fed has kind of <clears> indicated they're probably going to raise a couple of times at least and maybe three times this year. So that's all, that's all pretty normal stuff, I think. They're saying the 30-year fixed rate mortgage would be about 4.6%. Uh, by the end of the year, from the current 4.2%. So again, uh, mm-hmm. you know, close to a half percent. Right. So all kind of normal stuff. You know, they're saying the economy is going to pick up and continue to grow, and uh, and Trump's saying he can get it even better than that. So if if Trump can live up to some of his his uh, expectations, and then uh, we yeah. might even see better growth. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The second one here on the list, Steve, is is talking about the stock market being poised for a decent year. And again, you know, the disclaimer on this is no one knows, you know, right. we're going to throw out some numbers here. Um, don't make decisions based on this because no one truly knows. Um, but right. they're saying the market recent upswing indicates that investors are gung ho on on the uh, Donald Trump presidency. They're looking at tax cuts being favorable, regulatory rollbacks, uh, government spending on infrastructure. Um, they're saying they see, you know, stocks being in the four to six percent. Um, for the S&P 500 index, and um, they also go on to say expect market volatility, profit-taking, and, you know, the usual ups and downs that you see in a typical market. So 4 to 6% is what they're, uh, what they're calling for. Again, it, it's, it's a swag. No one knows. Yeah, no one knows. I mean, I have to say, though, I, I find that to be a little pessimistic, mm-hmm. you know, 4 to 6%. I mean, just based on what they're predicting earnings and everything else to do. Um, so I'm a little more optimistic than Kiplinger's because earnings are projected to increase at a healthy clip of six and a half to 11, almost 12% next year. If you look at the predictions from bottoms down to, to, to uh, bottoms up, top mm-hmm. down you yeah. know, predictions, it's in that range, six and a half to, to 12% for earnings. And in fact, they're saying the energy sector, you know, has been a big part of the pain these past couple of years, and that has totally gone away now. The energy sector is expected to increase earnings by over 300% this year. Of course, they're, they're starting at about zero, <laughs> you yeah. know, but still, they're, they're going to be positive. Um, they'll be a contributor to overall earnings instead of uh, taking away from it like they have the past couple of years, and that all should help drive prices um, higher if the markets, you know, if it all comes to fruition. Um, you add a couple percent for dividends to the equation. I could easily see the market, you know, gaining double digits again this year. Mm-hmm. I really could. Um, you know, having said that, I mean, no one knows what it's going to do. It all depends on the economy and how the event, other events play out. So that's why we say you have to stay diversified. Don't try to time it. Just stay invested. And I think that's the wild card is the other events. I mean, what happens from a, you know, political standpoint with um, with foreign nations and so forth. So exactly. be diversified. Have a plan. We're not trying to predict the market here. But but it is – there are some positive signs out there. That's why the market has yeah, reacted um, today. Yeah, signs. And I think – so, I mean, <clears throat> the market could go up if these earnings – increases come to fruition then the market could go up and valuations wouldn't even have to increase right. valuations would stay level and the market could gain double digits so i so that's why i'm a little more bullish mm-hmm. on that 
But, you know, again, nobody knows. Um, the next one here on the list is with Trump being bullish on tax changes um, and the GOP controlling, GOP controlling Congress, the odds for tax reform couldn't be better, they're saying. So the last revision of taxes, big revision, was 1986. So they're expecting a big revision this year. Um, they expect lower taxes coupled with fewer deductions and credits. Trump wants to consolidate the individual rates to three rates, 12%, 25%, and 33%. On business rates, including uh, C-corporations, it wouldn't surprise them to see the top rate at 25%, um, which I, I think that probably that part is more likely to happen mm-hmm. because there seems to be bipartisan support for lowering uh, corporate rates. Um, also, uh, look for lawmakers to provide some relief on the estate tax and maybe even kill it. Now, that part I don't agree with. I think they might use it as a bargaining chip, but with it already at $11 million for a couple, yeah. I'd be surprised if they do anything more with uh, estate taxes. Um, but Republicans vowed to act fast on tax overhaul, um, possibly enacting a changes as soon as next year. Um, even given the magnitude of the proposed modifications, this will be one of those major pushes this coming year, but, but it's going to spill over into next year since replacing Obamacare is going to be a higher priority. Yeah, that leads us right into the next one, Steve, is Obamacare is going to be uh, rejiggered, um, and it's going to be something like Trump Care. <laughs> we yeah, don't know what that looks like be. yet. We'll see. But there probably won't be an all-out repeal of Obamacare despite some of the symbolism of a vote. Um, that's probably going to occur. The, the fact is, total repeal r- would require the support of eight Senate Democrats willing to go along with Republicans, and that's just not going to happen. So uh, lawmakers, they'll tread carefully on making changes to the health care law to avoid rash moves, because um, it could cause millions of Americans to lose coverage. So we'll likely see you know, some re-engineered health care system um, with private options instead of the stipends. Uh, but the expansion of Medicaid will stand with those 17 million people keeping their free coverage. So, uh, you know, they're talking about tweaking some things here, maybe keeping pre-existing conditions, uh, children under 24, keeping them on the parents' plan. Um, but the uh, health care markets will be scrapped, and there will be a private solution uh, people can uh, currently use that are getting the stipend. So there's definitely going to be changes to Obamacare. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with that in general. <clears throat> there will be some definite changes, and, and I think they will get rid of parts of Obamacare. But, yeah, the free insurance is going to be really – the free Medicaid, it's going to be really hard to take that away from folks that are getting it. So I'd be surprised to see that change. Um, the coal industry will come roaring back with Trump in the Oval Office. Um, they're saying, well, not quite. You know, Though the, the industry is already enjoying a bit of a comeback because of an increase in the price of natural gas, which competes with coal, um, gas is still cheaper by historical standards, so coal's upside remains fairly limited. And even though Trump approves uh, measures that help coal, even if he does, they'll fall short of significantly raising the use of coal in power generation, which will stay at about 30%. Um, but holding steady isn't so bad in light of the earlier expectations of further declines in the tough climate change environment regulations and the rock-bottom natural gas prices. So a uh, little comeback here for coal, but, but nothing earth-shattering. 
And then number six here, electronic money will gain traction as more financial institutions launch or refine their digital payment platforms, advances in biometrics, security, and cloud computing, along with more people connected to the web, will make it easier for consumers to increasingly forego cash in trips to the brick-and-mortar banks. Um, among the digital innovations, a mobile app from Google called Hands Free that lets customers pay for stuff at stores without having to pull out their phones. You just walk in the store. And just walk by. Yeah, you just walk in. I've seen that. It's yeah. like a, a test store they've done with the grocery store. Got to be and careful. And you just walk in, and it just, like, picks up your signal. Yeah, you got to be careful. You're somebody not paying doesn't. for somebody else's. I know. I don't understand how you'd be able to trust that, but that's what they say is coming, and they're testing it right now. Um, and plus, there's an app being developed by Visa and Honda that allows drivers to pay for products without leaving their car. That's scary. The app just be programmed in the vehicle's <laughs> dashboard. You just drive up and boom, and you're charged. <laughs> Man, I tell you, technology, you know, that's one of the things we don't yeah. talk a lot about. But one of the reasons why companies grow their earnings is because of technology. Exactly. exactly. You know, it, so that's very positive. It, it is very positive. There's some good things. Yeah, there. and another technology story is uh, who's going to be the rising social media star this next year? They say Snapchat. Um, they say that the uh, parent company Snap plans a uh, $25 billion IPO next year, which will deepen its pockets to take on other social media giants, especially uh, Facebook. Uh, proponents say Snapchat is better designed than Facebook and better built to be used on mobile devices. So, you know, major media companies such as ESPN and CNN, um, you know, they use Snapchat to, to reach young folks. So, um, but the app is also catching on with uh Elderly people. Do you have Snapchat? No, I don't do Snapchat, you know, but, but I did join Twitter here recently. All and right. That was my comeback to their question here, what their their social media thing is here. I think Twitter is going to gain popularity at, mm. you know, with Trump out yeah, there uh, at 140 characters or less, you know, continues tweeting every policy decision and every thought to the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he continues to do that, and I think uh, I think people are going to have to start paying a lot of attention to Twitter. Didn't I see him tweet out that Alabama was going to beat Clemson? Did I see no, that? I didn't, didn't, <clears throat> didn't see that one, John. Okay, no, I thought or I, that I thought Carolina that. was going to make some major comeback <laughs> yeah. next year. I didn't see that that's, tweet either. That's a 2018 <laughs> must tweet. be it. It must be it. <laughs> Yeah, the media's dismay. This is clearly going to be the president's microphone of choice in the coming year. Uh, so, so long to interviews and press conferences. You know, Trump's going to be the Twitter president. Mm, he is. He definitely is. Yeah. Next one here on the list is Trump's <clears throat> reproachment with Russia will fall flat after a brief honeymoon between him and President uh, Vladimir Putin. Um, any potential reset in relations will face stiff opposition from both Republicans in Congress and Pentagon brass who mistrust Moscow and favor more hardliner stance against Russia. Um, they're sure to raise cane if the White House appears to be going soft on the Kremlin or cast doubt on America's commitment to NATO, the transatlantic military alliance. Also, you know, and I said this, I mean, I don't think it'll take long before Putin will show his true colors. He'll make trouble for Trump by reverting to his old Soviet tactics in some place like Ukraine or Poland. And uh, yeah, that'll be the end of the honeymoon he, with, with, with Putin. Yeah, I think Putin tries to make himself look good to his people. Exactly. <clears throat> and that's his number one priority. Yeah, so I, I, think, I agree with I that. So I don't think it'll last. Yeah, number nine here on the list, Al-Qaeda is going to surpass ISIS as a top terrorist organization in the Middle East. That's... It's a little scary. Um, yeah, you know, is. best known for the uh, the 9/11 attacks, um, Al Qaeda has has uh, been more restrained of late, 
and it's attracting um, the Sunnis who are repelled uh, against, um, repelled by the brutality that they see out there. Uh, ISIS obviously isn't going away. In matter matter of fact, um, you know, Europe and, and U.S. may be at more risk next year. Um, with as ISIS ramps up efforts to inspire lone wolf attackers. So, I mean, this is another really difficult issue that yes, uh, is. I don't care who's president. Um, it's going to be challenging for, for the world. It's um, going to continue to. Yeah. There's just no way to stamp that out easily. <clears throat> yeah, and the middle America will find itself in the spotlight. It's going to get more attention from both politicians and marketers who come to realize that they're out of touch with the working class in the heartland who propelled Trump into the White House. Folks between the East and West Coast will hear more populist economic rhetoric and see more ads from products and retailers better targeted to their likes and needs. Like the one I ad I keep seeing on the, on the news is FarmersOnly.com. We're <laughs> targeted right toward Middle America. Yes, it is. I see it over and over. Yeah, all right, so here's an extra one here we'll throw in here, and that is we're going to continue to see big improvements in robotics. Self-driving cars will become more prevalent. Industrial uses of robotics will expand even faster. We're going to start seeing more routine use of robotics in farming and harvesting, fertilizing, de-weeding, spraying herbicides, saving billions of dollars per year by vastly reducing labor, waste, and the excessive use of chemicals. That's already happening, and that was a pretty exciting thing that I saw when I was researching for this, and so I wanted to throw that one in there. Um, yeah, that's a good I think one. that's an exciting thing. More technology. Yep, there you go. There are your predictions for 2017, and that leads us up here to our uh, question of the week. Yeah, this has to do with um, drawing money from retirement accounts, and is there a best way to reduce your tax bills? So this person had a Roth, had a, an IRA, as well as a brokerage account. And um, so, yeah, that's one of the things we work on with our clients, Steve, is, is where to pull the money from. Exactly. Had an example of a client recently that um, – just retired and he has some pretty big capital gains in his brokerage account. So we actually waited to to do the, the uh, transition in 2017 because he's going to have no income. And if you're in a 15% tax bracket, he will pay no capital gains taxes on that gain right. uh, associated with it. So, you know, we have a strategy for 2017 of where to pull the money from. So he, he minimizes his tax bill. So, yeah, there's absolutely a good strategy out there you need to be thinking about of where to pull the money to try to minimize your taxes. Yeah, you want to be careful about that. You don't want to pigeon your hole with yourself later on in retirement, too, by using up all of your after-tax money and only having pre-tax money then available to pull from. So there's a long-term strategy. You need to take the whole picture into, into consideration when you develop that strategy. So we certainly help folks with that. Okay, and that leads us up to our to our our next topic, and that is the five retirement resolutions that you need to make for this year. This is a Ramsey article um, coming right out here for 2017. Yeah, you know, a lot of us look at retirement, Stephen. It, it's it's scary, right? You know, you you're, you're trying to figure out are you going to have enough. Um, you some people say, hey, I can worry about retirement later. You know, I've got 15, 20 years. Well, that's wrong. I mean, you've got you've got time on your side at this point. So investing in your future now could make you a millionaire later. I mean, that's, that's right. that, some of the reality as we look at it. So let's make 2017 the year that you get back on, on track. So here are five simple resolutions to get you started. Number one here is, you know, define what your retirement dream is. <clears throat> I think this is yeah. the planning piece of it and, and looking out and 
<coughs> excuse me, do a little bit of dreaming. If you're married, that means including your spouse, um, maybe even involve your kids as well in, in those discussions. I mean, look at your hopes and dreams, and um, then you got to work together on a common vision on how you're going to get there. So some of the questions that you ask are, you know, are you going to work part-time? I met with a, a client yesterday, and he's doing some work um, that he really enjoys, and he can do it until he's 80 years old. And so he's probably going to work part-time because he enjoys it. doesn't necessarily yeah. need to, but part-time work is a great um, solution and can be a part of your retirement plan. Some people want to travel a whole bunch, uh, spend more time with family and grandkids. So, you know, you'll never make progress with a moving target. So you got to get a clear picture. Um, you got to put some dollar signs against that dream, you know, depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously working, um, with investment professionals can, can help you figure that out. There are obviously tools out on the web that you can, can look at as well, but you start out with kind of what the dream is. What do you plan? Kind what do you want to do in vision retirement? And That's right. Specific goals. <clears throat> gotcha. That's a good one. Yeah, resolution number two is to increase your savings. So this is kind of putting some legs to that vision. Yeah, if you want a hefty nest egg in retirement, you should invest about 15% of your household income toward retirement each month. Um, You know, that's the rule of thumb. So if you're not there yet, I mean, that's okay. Um, You know, maybe you can put half of your raise this year in your 401k to increase that or increase it by 1% a year. There are lots of ways to kind of tackle that. And the most important thing is that you're working to get there, so just don't get stuck in a subpar savings rate. That's right. And here's why. You know, let's say you're saving 230 bucks a month. You make about 55 grand per year. That's about 5%, and that's a great place to start, but it's probably not going to help you get to your goal and your dreams. So this year, in 2017, challenge yourself to reach, you know, 10% or an extra $230 every single month. Um, and keep doing that on an annual basis until you get to the 15%. And it makes a huge difference over 30 years, like almost close to a million dollars. If you can go from 5 right. up to 15%, it can make a huge difference. I was um, talking with my daughter, Danielle, uh, the other day, and she she's kind of on a routine where any money that she makes, she's, she ties 10%, and she also saves 15%. Great. And she said, well, I don't feel like my balances are growing significantly. <clears throat> and she's putting in maybe... 50 bucks a month or so, or so forth. I'm like, well, yeah, you're, you're 22 years old. I mean, the, the changes are small right now, but when you look down 30 or 40 years, you're going to be very happy that you put money in at age 22. So Absolutely. if you can start really, really young, um, it can make a huge difference. So that's resolution number two is increase your savings. Number three here is maximize your investing options. And um, so if you're ready to make the most of your retirement money, the best place to begin that is looking at your workplace you know, most workplaces, Steve, have a company match, and uh, that's free money. So you got to make sure that's the first place. If you're going to invest 5%, you want to make sure you get that match if that's what it requires to do. But there's some other places as well uh, which are important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, from there, you can explore other investing options. Um, we recommend a Roth IRA as your next priority for a, a few reasons. Um, Roth IRA, first of all, gives you – you know, you can invest that in mutual funds of your choice, so you can build a well-diversified portfolio from the best, you know, stock mutual funds out there. Um, also, a Roth IRA offers tax-free growth and withdrawals, so that's a huge benefit. You know, that means that your money, that you're saving a Roth IRA, it's yours, it's all yours when you retire, regardless of what happens to the tax rates in the future. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tax-free forever. 
And then the, the last one here I'd say, John, is it also gives you some flexibility in retirement, you know, to manage your tax situation. Yeah, kind of what a, we talked about. Yeah, if you have a big chunk of after-tax money out there along with your IRA, it's going to give you some power to kind of manage your taxes as you go through retirement. Yeah, that's right. And, and currently you and your spouse can contribute up to 5500 per year and, and 6500 if you're 50 or older. So the Roth IRA would be the second place right after the, the match that you should look at. And number four here is um, is focus on the long term. I mean, the next resolution might surprise you, but but keep your hands off your investments in the good months and the bad months. And and the reason is is compound interest needs time to grow your money. The longer you leave your money invested, the bigger your nest egg. And and we know that there's going to be ups and downs, right? There always has been. Exactly, exactly. So you got to prepare yourself for the ups and downs that comes with investing, and commit to leaving your money invested. You know, after all, I mean, it, you only get uh, hurt on a roller coaster if you jump off lots. Of That's right. Right. So, so if you look at 2016, the S&P 500, the first six weeks of the year, was down roughly 12% as an estimate. Yeah, it's a big drop. And it ended up positive, positive 12%, 12%. So there were some people that were probably thinking about getting out after that first six weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, that would have been a big mistake. That would have been a huge mistake because they would have missed out on a 24% gain from that's that right. point. That's so. right. So so don't try to time the market. Stay invested. Focus on the long term. And resolution number five here, Dave talks about, is, is partnering with a pro. Now, there's obviously a lot of different ways to do investing. Some people feel comfortable doing it on their own. But, you know, we do see a lot of people that want to use advisors. And, and so he says if you really want to get get your retirement on track, one of the most important resolutions you can make is, is partnering with a pro. I mean, they can help you, you know, identify, you know, mutual funds, keeping that long-term perspective, the planning piece of it as well. Um, so, you know, advisors can help you in, in a lot of different areas. Again, uh, you may be listening and doing this yourself, and if you're successful at it and you're on your, your goals, then maybe that's the right approach. But we do see a lot of people coming through our doors that are confused, and they don't have a good sense about the direction they're going, and advisors can help with that. Definitely. It's always good to have a good, you know, bounce ideas and, and questions <clears throat> and just get advice from somebody that's independent. Yep. You know, so... Good and good article. Okay, and that leads us up here to our prescription of the week. Okay, this is not necessarily financial related, but uh, more more health related, which I guess Steve can affect your finances. Yeah, so it was um, scary. You had this week, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We had we both live in in the general vicinity of each other, and we had tornado warnings. Yes, uh, that was eleven uh, thirty. Yes. on I don't know what the was it, second. When? It was yeah, the night the, of the second. Yeah, and that um, was scary. Yeah, so we were asleep in our house. So I guess you guys were maybe awake at eleven. I was 11:30. awake on the couch, and my phone went off, and yeah. it sounded like one of those. It was a buzz, a yeah. buzzer kind of sound on my phone. I was like, "Wow!" You know, it shook me off the couch. Yeah, and then I read it, and it said, "You know, tornado warning in your area, in your immediate area." You know, it's a tornado. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember how it worded it, but it got my attention. Yeah. Well, we we were in a dead sleep. And so we got the phone call and it, you know, tornado warning and then, you know, it's dark and, you know, so have a plan, you know, figure out what you're going to do. Have a flashlight because I was a little discombobulated. Uh, Our son was home from college. So, (laughs) you know, we were running around. We had dogs and cats in the house. (laughs) We had a basement. So we eventually got down to the basement, but we didn't have a flashlight. So we had to go back up and get it. So do a plan for for weather related events uh, and just talk about it with your family and your kids. yeah, it's important. I, I immediately pulled up my phone and looked at it, and you know, I look, I could see yeah. where they were talking about. It was over and, our house, <laughs> and it was coming, but I thought it was going to miss us by a couple miles. 
house, but I thought it was headed directly to your house. <laughs> so I was glad to hear that yes. you got the warning. Yes, we do. So, yeah, definitely make a plan for that. I was ready to head downstairs myself. All right, and that brings us to a close for this week's edition of Money MD. Tune in next week to more prescriptions for your financial health. Do check us on our website, moneymd.net, or email us your questions at info at moneymd.net. Give us a call at Richard Young Associates, 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Have a good one.